0: Okay, here we are with a new episode of Tile Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. We are long overdue for an episode all about Star Wars Rebels. Way overdue. Way 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 overdue. overdue. Season three overdue. (laughs) But we're here. We're doing it. And um, it's a good place to do it. Uh, Chris and I decided after watching the latest episode, um, we're recording this on the 24th. So there's one just a few days ago on Saturday. Um but before we even get into Rebels, we have some regular Star Wars news and that is that they announced the title for Star Wars Episode eight, directed by Ryan Johnson. It is called The Last Jedi.
1: Woo woo. You
0: it's like great it? T-
1: I like it. It's a great title. Of course, we all, you know, it took us a little while to realize that it was Jedi is plural. Uh, yeah, we so
0: raged all of us. We're well, not raged, but just raged. Nerd
1: speculated and speculate. over speculated and yeah. under-spec- maybe under speculated. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good title. I, I like how Star Wars is written in red. Yeah, that's a really oh my thing.
0: God. Yeah. I know. It's so funny how stupid just like that changes like everything. I saw so many tweets where people were like putting things in purple, rainbow colors. And they were just like, this is so different. Well, just like, you know, well, obviously fans out there will go and like go wild with star Wars stuff. So
1: yeah. Fuck them. Um <laughs> It was kind of it was funny because when I saw it, I was just like, "Is this fake?" Because of the red, so it kind of threw me off when I first saw it. And then, and when you see it's officially announced, it's it's a different thing. So,
0: it's cool. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, so you, yeah, as you mentioned with the last Jedi, that is plural. There is no Jedi's. So, what what's your your thought, um, Ray and Luke, the Last Jedi? Luke, the whole team of them. Like, what? What are your? What are you thinking here? uh, I I really think that
1: we will see the final balance of the force. I read this online. I really like the theory that maybe Ray will build like bring balance to the force, and that the whole idea of the Jedi and the Sith will evaporate. Uh, you know, just go away because you know Luke will most likely die. Um, you know, Kylo and um, um Snoke are doing their own thing with like the dark side. So there's no real Sith. Um you know, the rule of two. I mean there's there's Dark Jedi and there's Sith whatever's and but I think we're seeing this um departure from what we all standardize as our normal Star Wars Jedi uh I would say categorization because we've seen this in the first place, but now with how Lucasfilm is treating uh, force wielders and force sensitive people and different things like that. So, and we'll talk about that in a little bit with Rebels and, um, you know, we saw it in Rogue One and with Kanata. But I just think that um, there's a broader spectrum to the whole idea of Jedi and um, hopefully they really kind of wrap it up nice in these uh, next two movies.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I probably am, but I thought that the prophecy uh, was that a Skywalker would bring Valence to the Force. Uh-huh. That's right. So you're thinking rays Skywalker?
1: I mean, we had that great speculation last
0: time we just <laughs> talked about this. Um, and I thought we came to the conclusion that, if anything, she's probably likely Obi-Wan's granddaughter. And right. that's yeah, and, Luke, and Luke's daughter. Right. So...
1: All right,
0: I don't. You know, I don't want to go too deep into it. We can save that for a different episode. We really do need to focus on rebels, but, um, I, you know, I like the title. Uh, Ryan Johnson tweeted out a picture today of him in the editing booth. Um, you know, this movie's been done since November. Like, obviously, ILM has a shit ton of work to do, but he's done shooting it. He's just going to be editing it for the next year i guess (laughs) Um, which is kind of insane to me but i think that disney did a really good job kind of staking claim to december and i feel that even though it used to be may may is so saturated now that i think it's i think it's going to be december for star wars until they move to two a year forever
1: i hope so it's the best birthday present i can ask for every year
0: that's true. Yeah. It's a good birthday present. And it, you know, for a lot of people, like they go to the movies with their families um, during Christmas time and it's a family it, you know, it's very dark, but it's still a family movie. So yeah, of um yeah, so that's it. All right, so we're gonna get really into Rebels. Um, we are one episode past the midseason of season two three and up until now why don't you give us a brief recap of uh what's been happening in rebels uh where where do you want to start this season um I mean you could give like an overall of like I, I would assume yeah. that people listening people who are tuning into a rebels podcast probably watch rebels yeah. um just I'm gonna say this right now I think I wrote it here but there is going to be spoilers heavily. Um, that's it. And I guess if you, if you haven't watched Rebels and you wanted to hear about it, this is a good podcast for you. If you have been watching Rebels and you want to hear about it, this is also a good podcast for you. But if you haven't watched it, it is going to contain some spoilers. But let's give them a brief overview of Rebels. Real brief.
1: Starting from day one, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: I would say that if you, if you're not in, if you haven't really gotten into the rebels yet, um, start at least with the clone wars. It's a good predecessor to the series. Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, that Dave Filoni shares, uh, between the two series. So it's, I think it's, you know, uh, clone wars really picked up in season three. I, I can see it happening with this show as well. Uh, so that's kind of where we're at the point where right now, uh, you know, it's it's funny because Star Wars is always it's always about like family and teams, and um, I I just really I really feel attached to this uh, this team that they've built, especially after three seasons now. And I think it's really it's coming it's coming together well. And I think that the yeah, darker sure. the darker it gets, it's kind of getting scary. Like um, what's going to happen to them? So um, another good. Intro into this show uh, is to read the book um, a new a new dawn, which was actually one of the first new canon books. Uh, it features kind of the. Um,
0: sorry, did you say first or worst new canon books?
1: First, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, first, um, and probably <laughs> one of the worst. It is one of the worst. I couldn't even it's, finish it. Yeah, I haven't finished it either. Um, yeah. I like, I, I like it. Uh, it's not a bad book. It's just I don't. It doesn't really hold my attention compared takes...
0: to some of the others that have come out. Yeah, it's just when you go Lords of the Sith, which came out next after that one, not Tarkin. If Tarkin and you put <laughs> it up in that heir to the heir of the, what is it? Heir of the Jedi or heir what is
1: to the, the Je- not hair Not Hair of the Jedi. Now, Luke has yes. nice hair, but no, air, air to the
0: Jedi. Air to the Jedi and New Dawn are the worst.
1: Air to the Jedi is not the worst. Air the, you don't even know what you're talking about. So, uh, I know you don't like the first person perspective, but that's a really good book. Did you, did you finish that book? Hell no. Okay, then then we have no idea. Maybe what. you can try these...
0: to suffer through it, but I will, I'll look for the audio book. It's the only way that I can get through some of these.
1: That's what you should do. I, I like it. It's good- We're going off on tangent.
0: <laughs> Go back to rebels.
1: Exactly. Um, so you have this concept of we growing up. We always felt like there was no Jedi in the in the in the universe. It was. It's kind of like a, you know, uh, it's a bad assumption. You know, why why would D- Jedi just disappear? You know, did Darth Vader kill them all? Eh, Maybe, but I mean, it'd be pretty impossible. So i like the concept that they brought in Jedi into this show because it, it adds an element to this, this time period that, um, that, you know, we want to see in a TV show. Um, it, it does make a little bit of difference that, um, to me, at least that, you know, uh, Kenan Jarrus is not really a Jedi master. He's, he was, he was a Padawan when he ran away. Um, he he, kind of like developed his own skills and and whatnot, and now meeting Ezra Bridger, who is definitely force sensitive and and very powerful and a potential become a powerful Jedi. It's it's interesting to see the dynamic between like somebody who's not fully trained trying to take on the responsibility of teaching this kid.
0: So, just for the people at home, Rebels is about. Group of people who meet together to save the galaxy and bring goods. Basically, I don't even know if I mm-hmm. would call peace to um, a bunch of people who need help. And it's the very tip of the beginning of what we would, in the future, know as a Rebel Alliance. Mm-hmm. That's that's the show. Yep. Who do we got in the team? You said Kanan, Kanan
1: uh, Ezra. We have uh, Hera Syndulla, who is actually the daughter of Cham Sindola. So we meet Hera for the first time during the Clone Wars as a baby. Um so his, her father's featured um a lot in that in that show and also in you know Lords of the Sith as we mentioned. Um so that's that's cool that they made, you know that's a lot of world building right there to kind of and generations and and legacy, uh which is always a big theme in Star Wars. So I think that's cool. Um yeah. Uh, then we have Sabine who's a Mandalorian. Uh, so, but kind of different, I would say since she like loves the spray paint, very artistic and like, kind of just like a rebel in her own right. Um, so it's, it's cool because I, I guess, because Boba Fett was such a popular character with people, um, to bring in another Mandalorian in this, you know, in this, in this way, um, and just the way they introduced Mandalorians back into the whole um, (laughs) Star Wars universe period in this show is, is pretty cool. Uh, So I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I think they, um, I mean, we'll get into it. It's definitely a theme of season three, but it was a heavy theme in clone wars as well. Um, (laughs) Dave Filoni, Simon Kinberg, both, you know, made the transition from Clone Wars over to Rebels, and there's constantly, you know, echoes of what's happened from that series in this one. In fact, not even echoes. Sometimes there's just blatant, you know, wrecks. <laughs> Here, you know, you liked him. We're bringing them over. <laughs> like, there's yeah. a lot of different characters that we we met. Um, Hondo, you know what I mean, like he was a Clone Wars favorite, he got brought over. So, we're seeing a lot of those. Um we also have the droid Chopper who sucks ass, but he's fine, I guess. Whatever. Just, he's like one of the best droids ever. He's such a yeah. fucking grumpy old man. He's a grumpy old man. And then Zeb <laughs> who is um I guess is that his species, Lasat? Yeah, Wookiee. Uh they
1: are they're pretty much, he's like the one of the last of his kind. Um, so that's kind of an interesting concept because it kind of shows the impact the Empire has on the galaxy and the, yeah. how they're, they're wiping out races. And um, What I do like about it, though, is that um, they use so many of the early Macquarie uh, designs for the original characters. Like, he, like, Zeb is like the original concept for Chewbacca. Um, yeah. I love how they use, like, the Macquarie vader for this show i mean you can the see a
0: lightsaber
1: yeah it's just there's just so many different little touches from uh the early designs that he did that are just being used in the show it's really it's really cool
0: yeah i think um it's pretty crazy I, I i really like that they do stuff like that um i talked about how we had we had seen other clone wars people we also have ahsoka who came um, from the other series from Clone Wars Um, fan favorite. And the season two cliffhanger, uh, is she dead? Is she not dead? We're what? 10 episodes in 11 episodes in, she hasn't shown up. Uh, (laughs) And the mid season finale didn't seem like she was going to. So it's very much left up in the air right now, um, which is, maybe she'll have more of an impact in season four. Or maybe I don't know. I that character's not gonna die. Dave Filoni created that character and he's fucking um, in love with her. So
1: I I would see you know, say they did like a post Return of the Jedi show, like a Jedi Academy. I could see her coming back for something like that even. Um, she's she's not gone. She's very she's alive and well. Um, they just did that novel for her, I know it was set before this, but you know she has so much potential to grow. And become a much bigger character in the the overall Star Wars uh, universe. So she'll be back at some point. You say
0: you say post Return of the Jedi, you could see her. Yeah. Yeah, like older, like like older, fifteen years now from now. Yeah. How how old is she now? Like maybe
1: fuck. I would say she was like fifteen or sixteen when she left in the Clone Wars. So like okay what is it like 15 years later? So she's like 30 something. And then say she's like, she's like in her forties or fifties when maybe she's trading Jedi with Luke. You never know. You know, so hmm.
0: that's a very, uh, interesting
1: idea there. Yeah. It would be something to tie it all together. I think. And something Dave Feoli, uh, Filoni would, uh, masturbate all over so i would
0: plus we don't know he would we don't know um i don't think we know how fast or slow that species ages um because i the only time i've ever seen her species was in the uh prequels so yeah that's uh that's very interesting now you got me thinking about that
1: I just, I just love the thing about that kind of shit because it would be awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, anyway, we see a lot, a lot of
1: cool... I What I do like about this show is the way they do tie in uh, original trilogy characters um, without making it seem stupid or, or just like you know, it's like overbearing. Uh, we've seen Lando, we've seen Leia, uh, Wedge, um, Tarkin's in it a lot. I mean, Tarkin's a great character anyhow, and he's appropriately used in this... Um, um, of course, Vader, um, who else? I think that's, uh, there's like hobby, you know, there's like some small characters that they mentioned too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, um, from there and also you see how like they got the Y wings, uh, how B wings are brought in a wings So it's, it's a really cool tie to, it's a really cool prequel to, you know, the star Wars, uh, original trilogy. Uh, and I, I do like those little, uh, those little throw-ins that they do for the show, I think it really just makes it makes me smile every time you you know you see that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, I I do too. Those those things, those little nods, like especially the beaming episode from season two. That was like, I don't know, that was one of my favorite episodes. It's just mm-hmm. like one of my favorite ships, and you know, a lot of people, fans like us, like flip out about the ships. You know what I mean? Like. That was one of the things that I really loved about Rogue One was that unlike Force Awakens, we got a new ship with the U-Wing actually, sorry, and the TIE Striker and the um, the Corvette you know what I mean? Like that we had not seen on screen we'd seen it in Rebels, but like it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like if you're a deep Hardcore Star Wars fan like we are, then you get just as excited about seeing one of your favorite ships as you do as one of your favorite characters. So um, it was really neat to go back to that episode. Um, one thing that they fell off of almost completely was the Inquisitor.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, besides,
0: just, I, besides
1: I you know what though? I mean, at the same time, it's like how many Inquisitors are there? you know, are there, are they endless? Are they whatever? I mean, the they, comics they, would
0: lead us to believe that it is yeah. endless though.
1: Yeah. I mean, they did kill them all. So, I mean, Grand Inquisitor was great. I, I liked him as a villain yeah, in the in the first one. season. And then mm-hmm. they brought in the fifth and seventh sister and dispatched of them. Yep. And then, and then there was, and then also you see the eighth brother, he got dispatched. And then if you read the Ahsoka novel, um, they actually, the sixth brother is in that one. So, I mean... Where's one through four? Exactly. I mean, there's 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 time to go back and see what happened to those as well. So, I mean, you know what? Um, I really think that... I think there's more to come, but I just think that they, for right now, they've run their gambit, and there's more than just putting a quiz in the show, and it's it's not like it's lacking because they did do it for two seasons, and then, and now they have, a, like, now it's kind of like, the pressing is really the empire and and the in the beginning of the uh, of the um of the rebellion. I I mean I mean Thrawn, I mean he's a much better replacement than well
0: you know? we'll get into Thrawn, but yeah. it's it's one of my nitpicks mm-hmm. with this show is that they introduce like a new concept or something and then it like completely goes away. And I feel like Clone Wars did a much more succinct job of going, this is the beginning, middle, and end of the story. Like, we we know the beginning is Attack of the Clones. We know the end is Revenge of the Sith. Like, this is what's going to happen. For these guys, yes, they know that the end is either Rogue One or A New Hope, but it's like, why even introduce Inquisitors in the idea of an Inquisitor? And, like, you do kind of explore it a little bit, In the uh, Marvel comics, but even still, it's like, why did you introduce this concept and literally not explain it? Like, Um, are the Inquisitors directly working for the Emperor? Because they're not directly working for Vader. How does he find them? Where does he go? You know what I mean? Like, just I. I think it's I think it's good.
1: I know, but I think it's good that you also ask those questions because every time you ask a question like that, it gets answered by them. So I mean, it's like they have. I mean, it's like we say they—they they have plenty of time to expand on this stuff. And the thing about the Clone Wars, though, is like they had huge time jumps too. Um, so you would you would like it would be a, like a year, like like after one arc, and then a year would pass. You know, crazy stuff like that. The yeah. time the time here is is a lot more uh, compressed. I mean, yeah, time does pass. You can tell by Ezra's haircuts and stuff uh, and stuff like that. But at the same time. It's not. It's not a huge jump. So I mean, this point, it's like, all right. So maybe they just stop sending Inquisitor after them for now. Whatever. Let's try. Let's try something else. But I mean, I understand what you're saying. At the same time, I think that they, it doesn't bother me as much. I guess because I think that they can, that they can always swing back and do it again, or write a prequel to it and how the how the Inquisitor started.
0: You know. I think it's because you don't like to question Star Wars, and you just let it go. Yeah, you need to question this stuff, bro, because it all works out. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, Alright, well, whatever. I'm not going to get hung on yeah,
1: yeah. Let's talk about something else about Darkseid. Uh, let's talk about fucking Malachor, uh which was one of the first references to KOTOR, uh, Knights of the Republic, that, yeah. um, that really started to make fans question whether or not That series is going to be brought into canon now with Thrawn. With um, um, we'll talk about something else in a little bit with the latest episode of Rebels. But they're, they're, I, I, I for one, don't really understand why they haven't made it official. I mean, they allow this, they allow Tor to continue to be made, they allow that to reference those old two video games. Um, so when they brought Malachor in, which was created in a nicer Republic. That was a really big step for, uh, towards, you know, bringing it in. Um, right. Originally in the clone wars. Um, do you remember when they mentioned Darth Bane and they did that whole thing towards the end there? Yeah. Um, uh, originally it was going to be Revan instead of Bane. Okay. And, um, they wrote that out at the end because of, uh, the Disney thing. So, um, they're I mean f- I think we'll see more as it goes, and eventually they're just gonna bring those that whole time period in anyhow, and we'll see movies and
0: whatever from that so i mean it's it's as far as star wars goes they they spend a lot of time in the Clone Wars' like too much fucking time in my opinion. it's like we get it like this this war was a long ass war, and people change and Blah, it's done. I hope they never go back there. I don't need to read another comic. I don't need to read another book. Like that whole period to me is summed up in that series completely. That's why I didn't even finish that Obi Wan and Anakin uh, comic. Not to say it wasn't interesting, but it's just like I, I'm good. I just I'm done with that time period. Um, oh, you're not saying the Clone the Clone Wars.
1: You're saying the entire prequel time period. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that that Obi Wan Anakin was pre Attack of the Clones.
0: I know it was, but I just still like I just I don't care. Um, yeah. That's
1: that's that's a bad attitude.
0: Yeah, it's my attitude.
1: Because you you can't say that because you you liked you liked Catalyst. So don't don't pull it. Don't say that kind of stuff. You enjoyed the Catalyst, fact that Catalyst, Catalyst was is
0: completely different. Yeah, it was just not completely different. You're like, oh, I like how it was. How, how about was set? I don't like to hear any more about those characters. That's, I guess, that's what I'll say. Like, yes, I like the. You can listen to our. Um, I think we did a whole just pre-Rogue One podcast, and you can listen to us review Catalyst. I like when you hearken back and you mention those times, but I don't mm-hmm. want it featured ever again i guess that's what i'm trying to get at like i don't want to meet any more characters um, and explore that like you can you could tell me about them but i don't want to go off on tangents about it that being said what i do really really want to explore is the time period way before everything Mm -hmm. Um, and i want to explore the time period between obviously six and seven and the time period even between five and six like those are all unmined time periods with the exception of one of the greatest books of all time um and like that's it so you know you're right the old republic i really hope that they do plan on bringing in some things and, and hearkening to that time period you know rebels can't go on forever and we'll talk about it like what their future holds but you know, there's going to be another series after this, and where is that time period going to go? What what are we going to see? Um, so, it is very cool, though, that Dave Filoni and, and company and Simon Kinberg are at least saying, "Hey, some of that stuff that we called legends is is different." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, obviously, Thrawn is being one of the most in your face references. Like, he's here. <laughs> One of your favorite characters of all time is here. Yep, exactly, exactly. I mean, we might as well book coming out soon.
1: (laughs) I might as well just mention what they said in the last episode. I mean, all they did was because it's not a really big thing. It's just that they mentioned the Mandalorian Wars. I mean, that's yep, and, and that's a huge thing. I mean, that's it was all it was that has everything to do with Revan. It has everything to do with like the Jedi, the like the Empire back then, and the and the Mandalorians and that whole crazy war. So, I mean, that's
0: that's huge. <laughs> Can you maybe explain a little bit about Revan in case nobody knows? Yeah. Of course. So, a spoiler alert, if you have not played
1: the original Knights of the Republic, um, stop listening because this is...
0: I'll turn off my headset then. Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: I mean, what am I gonna say then? Yeah, I mean, it's
0: fine. You can't. You
1: I can. can't really. Revan. Uh, I can't. I can't say that without ruining the game for you. And you really should play that game.
0: That's fine. Just uh, say it. I don't care.
1: Uh, okay, so he Revan was a former Jedi, who along with his, um, I, I I don't think it was like Padawan. His his friend or his partner, or whatever. Um, Malik, they left the Jedi Order to fight in the Mandalorian Wars. Yep, um, because the Jedi, the Jedi would not take any action during the war. Um, and then after that, uh, he becomes so he becomes Darth Revan, and the other guy becomes Darth Malak. Um, so they return to the Republics, and um, they start calling themselves the Sith, and they declare war on the Republic. Um. So after okay. that, so the game happens. Let's see. Looking it up. I have to. I, I have to remember this. Because I, wa- I don't want to spoil
0: it for you, because i got to be very careful what I say. Um, By the time I play it, I won't even remember. Yeah, you're right. It's been this long. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you haven't done that, man.
1: It's such a you know, it's something So in Kotor you you play as Revan who has like amnesia and throughout the game you realize that you're Revan, blah blah blah. And then like Malik has taken over and trying to like destroy the galaxy because he believes like Revan is gone. Um so Um So the whole idea is that Revan comes back as um, either a good guy or a bad guy, depending on how you play the game, um, which is the fun part about it. Um, so, then in the... in Tor, um, they decided to also bring Revan into that, uh, so Tor takes place after, but then he like, he or she <laughs> reemerges, emerges um, and then um, he's a good guy and stuff. I, I don't know. It's... Revan basically wins the like wins the war because the Jedi decide to do nothing. So they obliterate the Republic.
0: That's how problem. far in the past does this take place? Oh God.
1: Um, here you talk about something else. I'll look it up. <laughs> like? I'm just curious. A long time, thousands of years. Okay, that's thousands. Fine. Like, if you if you look back at like the, when they wrote the original, um, like with Co drama and like those comics, those are like the the stories of what how the Jedi started. Those are the very very originals. This is before they they erased all that stuff. Then that leads into into Kotor. So that's why it would be kind of hard to make Kotor like, I guess canon because there's so much related to the nicer the original nicer republic stuff that um you would have to bring those other characters in as well so it's it's a really deep history and if you want to borrow the comics or i you should download those comics too those are awesome hmm. those, wow. like if you want to, if you want to read some really good stuff that may or not be true in the star wars universe anymore but it's still good and i
0: recommend then. Go read those comics. It's good. So how do you think they'll tie it in though to rebels or will they tie it into rebels? I don't know, man. Um, I
1: just, I just guess they can use it as just history. I mean, that's what they, I mean, that's the only way they, there's nothing they can do. Like there's no point to bring like any of these characters like back from the dead or it would be kind of stupid. But if you just talk about like, the past and you talk about like um how it relates to like like how they did with um um this latest episode with sabine you know what i mean with like with uh
0: well, you want to talk about it? We, we're gonna I, talk about it in a minute
1: yeah exactly
0: so okay <laughs> well before we get into season three Let's take. Well, do you want to talk about Maul real quick?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's important.
0: Okay. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, Maul is introduced in season two. Um, we hadn't seen him until, or sorry, since Clone Wars. Um, older, wiser, kind of nicer in a way. Um, I personally think that they aren't utilizing his character correctly in this season. Um, but it just, that storyline, and yet again, I'm sorry to nitpick on Rebels, but they'll go and introduce a concept and then it will be like, well, let me go talk about this in like 10 episodes. And Darth Maul is one of those characters to me. He he played a really awesome role at the end of, he met ezra um they find this sith holocron there's a whole almost kind of allusion to the rule of two for them both getting into that um sith temple and then he just like disappears and then he comes back in this season and he kind of is making allusions to uh taking ezra under his wing but then he kind of disappears again. We know why he's going to disappear, but it like, I don't know. I guess I just feel for Darth Maul, like how they introduced the idea that he would be kind of training Ezra and using him as an apprentice. I thought that that was a concept that should have been explored a lot more than it is now. And instead we're 10 episodes in, we've seen him one time this season. And it's like, I know you have Thrawn, but then Thrawn's only been in two episodes, maybe three. I think three, now that you think about it. And it's like, what are you really trying to get at this season? I'll, and I'll be quite honest with you, and I know we're going to go more into season three after the break, but like season three, to me, has been the worst season so far because it's been all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And they don't seem to have a real like, set path as to where these characters are going. And part of it is this Darth Maul thing.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it, I agree. I mean, there's, there's some good episodes there, here and there. Um, but it just, it, it just seems like maybe some of the episodes from season two should have just been in this season to kind of tie things better to, you know, tie things together more. Um, I, I don't, what I liked about Clone Wars was like, it was like these concise arcs. And if yes. they, did, they did expand it, it was like, brought on to another arc or, um, but this, this is like, they'll go do something. And then something really cool happened for a little while. And then they'll have a bunch of like episodes in a row that are just kind of just, you know, disconnected with what they're really trying to do. So, I mean, um, it's cool to have standalone episodes, but at the same time when you're trying to achieve, an overall arc that's when, like you said, like when we're waiting for Thrawn to do something really cool, why, why did you only show him like three times? Like, why didn't you just, why did you bring him so early? You should have brought him in later in the show, wrapped up the mall thing at the beginning. You know, it would just been a little bit cleaner that way. So I don't ask me.
0: Yeah. I'm, I get that there's going to be throwaway episodes. I get that. You know what I mean? There's going to be Puffer Pigs. There's going to be the Iron Squadron. There's going to be some episodes that just fill in gaps. There's going to be a Chopper episode coming up. I know it. There's going to be a Zeb episode, which I won't necessarily will say is a throwaway episode, but it won't have to deal with the main story. The main story right now is they are rebels. They are... Fighting for the rebellion, but there's no clear path to any one of the characters, with the exception of maybe this newest episode giving a clear path to one character. But it's like you put Hera on the back burner this season, you got Zeb on the back burner this season, you got Keenan and Ezra doing things, but there's no path to where it needs to go for even those two characters. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, if you explored the Maul situation, then you'd have Kanan and Maul kind of fighting to get Ezra. You're not doing that. You introduce Thrawn, and you'd expect him to be more of a pain in the ass for the Rebels. You're not doing that. So it's like, wh- what? You, what is the point of this whole season right now? And to me, like, you introduce uh, Wedge. You get him out of the Empire. Where is he? You know, like, it just, I'm sorry, but, like. He's they, been there. I know, but it's like this season has been so frustrating to me because it's like, oh, there's Rex. Oh, he's gone again. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, well, great. I mean, like season two, even though there were some throwaway episodes, it made sense. You introduced mm-hmm. Ahsoka, you m- introduced Rex, and then they, they just became part of that group, and they're all fighting towards the rebellion. Mm-hmm. This season, it's, it's been real hard to kind of give a shit to me um on any of the episodes even if there have been really good episodes like because i know like it's just i don't know where they're going you know so i'm sorry like that's it i'm just going off on a tangent now and we'll talk more specifics but well i don't know what to say
1: well we'll say more after the break all right let's go
0: take a break and then we'll come back to this fucking show <laughs> hi i'm chris and i'm casey from gourmet scum radio we're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff you a fan of television music and movies of the 80s (laughs) well we are too Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a Tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. One second. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher. And iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she?
1: Oy! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting,
0: and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. Alright. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. We are back after those commercials. Alright, we're gonna get into season three. Um sorry, I ended on a on a low note. <laughs> With a lot of hate, and uh, I, of I fear that now. it's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, get it out of your system, because let's talk about the good things from the season. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But one thing that we do want to touch upon, um, just a little better explanation of uh, of what happened back in the day. So, Chris, kind of walk us through that real quick.
1: Yeah, sorry. I would... I'm just getting over a cold, so my brain's not working so well. A little, little rambling here. Um, so I just want to touch on the Mandalorian Wars, since we'll be talking about um, that in a few minutes here, because the implications that Kanan laid out to us. And I'm sure we're going to learn a lot more about that as uh, we move forward with Sabine's uh, path path with the Darksaber. So uh, the Mandalorian, worms, uh, Mandalorian yeah. Wars... Uh, it was it was a sixteen year war and it happened uh it was between the the Mandalorians of course and the galactic republic uh so what happens is like the the jedi they don't want to get involved you know they never want to get involved in war it's not really their way uh we saw that in the prequels uh so but eventually they became Ooh, soldiers, soldiers and you know dead so uh what happens is uh so the Mandalorians are, like, totally, like, tearing up the galaxy. Uh, they're pressing into, like, Republic space. And finally, two Jedi decide that they're going to do something about it. And um, this is when, like, the tide changed in the war and everything. So Revan and his friend Malak, they, they, they join the Republic military. Um, and so Revan starts winning these victories against Mandalorians and reclaiming this lost territory. Um, So he eventually becomes he gets appointed like supreme commander, um, and then he finally like forces back the Mandalorians, and uh, he faces off against Mandalore, who's the always the appointed uh, leader or uh, badass of the Mandalorians, and he defeats him, defeats him in combat. Uh, So what happens is the end. So the end of this um the end of the war ha- um occurs when the super weapon called the mass shadow generator uh gets activated and it destroys like the uh, um Elcor v and the the, particip- uh, the fleets that are are there so it was like this huge this huge end to the war um which later on leads into uh Sea republic the video game so uh the events at the end there lead directly into the events of the game. So um okay. if you're gonna if you're gonna play that game that's kind of lead into it that's what um Kanan is uh referring to um so,
0: that's so he's why... referring to the Mandalorian Wars. Wars the Mandalorian Wars but specifically a Mandalorian who becomes a Jedi he speaks about that that guy.
1: Um ta, ta vis, visla. Um Yeah, Tavisla. So he he throws that in there. I don't remember that character at all from this lore, and I'm gonna have to check into that as well. I don't know if that's something new, but just mentioning mentioning the war alone and the outcome and and what happened is, is enough to get <laughs> Uh, KOTOR fans excited that hopefully this will show up in
0: Rebels eventually. Given what we kind of touched upon um, before the break, and not to say that I, I don't get excited with world building because I definitely do, but is it too much to go and do this to introduce this concept? Like when it's is it world building or is it something that will never be explained and therefore useless i i think it's i think it's a
1: form of world building and i think that be, because because tor exists right now and there's such a fan following for that series um i mean you can easily go and play tor now as you know as any gamer can um you can play for free online so it it gives you access to that um and then you can be like, oh, well, what led to this? Well, the two KOTOR games led to this. So um I you know what? I I don't think it's that hard to grasp. I think that people want to go see what like that time period was like, they can go immerse themselves in the game um and learn and learn history through it. So I mean I mean I, on rep, you know, Re- I just think like, like I said, like just giving us these little clues, little fan service. You know, and then people, and then people really want, like, people don't know what it is they go look it up and they can go learn more about it. I mean, what I like about this is that they don't, they're not treating anybody like they're stupid and they're not treating anybody right. like, and they're, they're also kind of like just, they're also spoon feeding this in, you know, it's, it's, I think that, I think it's awesome. Um, So okay. I, okay. I think, I think it's very intelligent the way they're doing it. I, I don't feel like it's forced. I don't feel like they're like, like, Throwing too much at at us either, so it's.
0: it's... I, I actually do agree because, for me, somebody who hasn't played um, Knights of the Old Republic, it makes me ask because I'm I am a huge Star Wars fan, but that's one aspect of Star Wars that I don't know a lot about. Um, you know, it makes me go, okay, I should be playing these games and learning that part of things.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is when you say that um, when I played those games. And they started to mention like the the stuff that came before, I was like, oh now I'm gonna go read these comics. So I mean right. it all leads to it, it's all like a slippery slope of you know of Star Wars lower and what you want to learn more of. So um
0: that's you know, that's that's how it is. <laughs> so all right, well good. All right, so let's go into season three. Um season three uh, you know, we saw the first trailer It blew our minds. We were introduced to Thrawn again after thinking he was a character who'd be lost into the Legends. And he's back. And as we mentioned before the break, we've seen him probably three times. Granted, the three times that we've seen him, he's been fucking awesome. Like, he has been Thrawn from the books. He is trying to figure out how to be the architects of the Rebels' demise. (laughs) Which is still one of the greatest lines ever. (laughs)
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's what's better than Grand Animal Thrawn? I mean, he, when you look back at when the, the original EU started, he was he was one of the first villains brought into, you know, like Dark Empire happened. You know, whatever Dark Empire was, the clone, the Emperor, um, it was whatever. And then all of a sudden, Timothy Zahn wrote these three books, and the villain was not sith it was an empire officer who at that time was an alien who you know they they kind of changed the way that the emperor treats alien species now um it was always like he was like a i don't want to say a xenophobe but he I was always think they've changed it they they have though i mean look at masamada masamada is like like his main man and he's an alien, you know, um, they've, they've, they've written this out. Um, yeah. a lot. They, they're they not, they don't treat it exactly the same way because they made a point of it in, in the EU um, of him wanting to wipe out, like he didn't have trust of alien species and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, yeah, they kind of have to still have a lot of humans in the empire because it doesn't, it looks funny if you, if you, if when you go back and you have the original trilogy and, to kind of have to tie things into that but I mean I I always it was cool because my point is that Thrawn in the books rose to this, this level of power and he was a chiss and he was like um, you know it was it was something it was something big for an alien species to hold that that power in in the empire so um I don't know how they'll treat it this time did you read that uh, synopsis from the new book no. Oh, it kinda of, it changes it changes his um it changes his history a little bit. Um in the in the EU he his whole thing was um he was involved with the in that album The Flight Book that Timothy Zahn also wrote, which took place in the prequel era. So mm-hmm. uh that's that was his um that was his origin there. So now the new a new book, and I'm going to bring this up and read it to you. Um,
0: so, here we go. And this will be like what we would learn a little bit about, hopefully, a little bit more in, in Rebels.
1: Yep. One of the most cunning and ruthless warriors in the history of the Galactic Empire, uh, Grand Rim Thrawn, is also one of the most captivating characters in the Star Wars universe. From his introduction, um, oh, I'm sorry, after Thrawn is rescued from exile by Imperial soldiers, his deadly ingenuity and keen technical abilities swiftly capture the attention of Emperor Palpatine. And just as quickly, Thrawn proves to be as indispensable to the Empire as he is ambitious, as devoted as its most loyal, loyal, uh, loyal servant, Darth Vader, and a brilliant warrior never to be underestimated. Uh, missions to rout smugglers, snare spies, and defeat pirates— Time and again, even as his renegade methods infuriate superiors, while inspiring even greater admiration from the empire. As one promotion follows another in his rapid extension to his greater power, he schools his trusted aide, Ensign Eli Vanto, in the arts of combat and leadership, and the secrets of claiming victory. But even though Thrawn dominates the battlefield, he has much to learn in the area of arena of politics, where ruthless administrator. Um, Arinda Price holds the power to be a pot- pot- uh, potent ally or a brutal enemy. So, that chick, uh, her name's Price, right? That He's always th- the uh, Imperial chick that's on Rebels now? Yeah. That's Price, right?
0: Yeah, that's his right yeah. hand gal. Yeah. Girl Friday.
1: Yeah, so I guess they work it out eventually. So, spoilers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Because this book takes place before all that.
1: Um, so, this is his origin story, um, It's which is interesting. So, I mean, I can't wait. I'm excited for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Timothy's on his back in Star Wars, and hopefully, this is the first of many. So, whether it's continuing with Thrawn again or another character or whatever, Timothy's on his back. So, Thrawn on Rebels. Um, underutilized at the moment, the times that he's been in episodes. um, He has shined, particularly that scene where he made one of the uh, workers um, for one of the land speeders or speeder bikes uh, rather uh, blow up. (laughs) Brutally kills this dude.
1: It's pretty dark for a kids show.
0: It was, yeah, it was a very dark scene, but it was cool. Um, Yeah. You know, whatever he's back. I'm excited. I hope they use him more. Oh, yeah. So another character that was introduced but we've never seen before is the Bendu. Um, mm-hmm. We we mentioned him before in the previous podcast, but voiced by Tom Baker, the uh, Fourth Doctor. Um, what is the Bendu? I mean, it's a it's a creature. It's an unknown species. Um, yeah,
1: like that's I looked it up is. It- they don't know what the species is. Um, he is Force-sensitive. Uh, he is explained to, as kind of the center, a center of the Force. Um, so neither light nor dark. Uh, so like we mentioned before, uh, we're starting to see a lot more of these Force-sensitive beings than Jedi or Sith, uh, which I like. I think that um, with, you know, with Maz in episode seven uh, Chirut in rogue one where, you know, the force it exists within all living beings, you know, even, you know, Cain says that in this last episode um, yeah. and, you know, speaking of Bendu, I mean, what I like, I'll just mention it now. Remember, did you see that when, when Sabine and Cain were fighting and like Bendu like takes like no notice of her. Um, yeah. After, like, did you see that? Like, as she's standing there, like, after everybody left, and then she walks away,
0: but then Bendu, like, looks up. So I don't know what that means. I didn't take that as anything of note, because she was, like, laying on him. Like, we knew it was him. She didn't know it was him. He he was on him, and then she gets up, and he's kind of like, you know, who's this chick who was on me? I, I didn't think it was anything to... I didn't think it was anything of no. I thought it was more a reference to the fact that, oh yeah, hey, yeah. that hidden thing that she was on this whole time was the Bendu. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's him. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think it was anything like, oh, this chick's force sensitive. I, I didn't get that impression.
1: Yeah, unless she is the granddaughter of Obi Wan Kenobi. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also definitely don't get that impression. That's right. Um, or you uh, mean the, the mother the, the of da- the daughter of Obi Wan Kenobi? Yes that's a different situation. Um, yeah, but sorry. yeah, it, so the Bendu is a, is a creative character that's been introduced this season. And, um, I'm interested to see how that gets explored a little bit more. Um, yeah, he,
1: yeah. He was like, he was like kind of a master to Kanan, you know, Kanan was blinded by Maul. Um, and so it, it's it's kind of cool to see also that Kanan uh, can learn something further in the Force as well. Because, you know, like I said, he's he's not like a fully developed Jedi Knight or Master or anything not. at all. Yeah. He still has a lot to learn himself. Um, and he has a lot of responsibility. So it's cool to see him learn something. I, learned.
0: <laughs> I will say this with Kanan. I love his character. He, I, in particular, when I was watching this episode, they don't use his lack of sight at all. It doesn't matter. And I get it. If you have the force flowing through you, you don't necessarily need all that. But like at the same time, he's also not one with the force all the way because he isn't a full Jedi Knight or Jedi Master. So it's it's just kind of like they're having their cake and they're eating it too with his character. It's like you, you, he's blind, but he doesn't have to do any adjustments to being blind. He acts as if he can still see. And he's not a full Jedi Knight or Jedi Master, but at the same time he's teaching uh, Ezra and now um, Sabine you know, the ways of the Force. But like he was a you know a paddle on when he left it's just uh, this season <laughs> they're just they're taking some big liberties with these characters <laughs> um yeah all right what's another character that was introduced this season
1: um introduced or just uh we got uh with you know with Rogue 1 happening uh, we they did, did bring in Gerrera. We had some speculation about what would happen with him. Um you know I I really hated Sagarera in that episode. I mean he was an asshole. I did too. I was like I was sat there and I was like like shaking sometimes. I was like, man, he like I, I know they cleaned it up at the end and stuff, but he, he's an ass kinda. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, he's like gonna kill that that poor Geon ocean Uh,
0: uh Jesus. Yeah, those two episodes, man. I really was like, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't want to like, hate Song Rera. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. You've you've gone through some shit, but like, and he's not even like, even in the movie. Yes, he's a radical extremist, and that's why Manwatha isn't necessarily getting along with him. And and I and I get that feeling more, but in this one, it's like, who would follow you? Who would join you you're a well, one man machine right now yeah i guess but then again you know yeah, you take, you're not taking your uh i want to say stardust Jin at this time um you know what i mean like he's gotten rid of her at this point but he's also doesn't have a following i don't know that whole i thought it would have been cool but i it wasn't like the introduction of rex again where i was like oh sweet rex is here it was just like eh yeah, you know, at the same time I know Rex more. It's not his character, but Saga, I just I don't have to see him again. <laughs>
1: I will say this though, I mean I'm sure it was on purpose. Um and the thing about it is also like maybe he learned something from that whole situ- situation. Probably. Yeah, you know, because at by the end it's like, you know, he did kind of learn something and it probably softened up. I mean Maybe that's, you know, maybe that's why Jin left anyhow, because he was becoming such an asshole. <laughs> no, she, he left her, remember? Oh, yes. There you go. He's a complete asshole.
0: Yeah, that's it. He is. Um, We've had some character arcs. Uh, Agent Callus, um, even though he's been in one episode, they reveal him to be the fulcrum. I I like it. Um, I <laughs>
1: I sorry.
0: I <laughs> like, I really I'm like just thinking about this season is this like fucking like you know what? Let's do this. <laughs>
1: yeah, I you know there's two sides of that. Um this does tie really well into I really like that Kalis and Zeb episode from uh it was yeah, the last it season. It's a really good episode. I like and I think I think developing Kell Kalis, character this way is intelligent. Um, but you're right. It's like it's all over. But the But we haven't so, seen so. him again. He, they, yeah, they just, yeah. It was just like the last episode before this one. Did you watch that episode, the Saga era episode? No, no, no. no, no the one, be- the one after that. The one, with the Zeb, the Zeb and Chopper episode. Mm. Did you, did you miss that one? I think what? I maybe slept through it. It was. With the crazy like battle, the crazy droid.
0: Oh no, I did. I missed it.
1: Oh yeah, I watched the episode. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. You missed that episode. So that was, is in there. Yeah, yeah, Kellis is in that one, um, and that's the Zeb episode you've been waiting for. Um, it's a good. Okay. It's a good episode. It's a funny episode, um, because they have that weird Imperial droid. <laughs> it's really. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that okay because I was watching the mid season. Uh, preview today and i was like where is this well i guess it's gonna be later on but now that you say that that definitely ties into what they showed in that preview so okay um all right so the the latest episode and you know we've talked about it quite a bit now is um sabine and and the mandalorian jedi um but Let's focus on Sabine a little bit more because we talked about Mandalore a lot. Um, She had found the dark saber in Clone Wars, which I think is—I actually really love this idea. I know some people don't, but I think it's—it's cool, Um, something to combat the Jedi in a way, and it's also the thing that Sabine needs to lead her people to fight against the Empire. At some yes. point.
1: Yeah, it was kind of a, it's a really sad reveal that she gave us, you know, that she was About responsible. Yeah, I mean, I was like, yeah, it was really emotional. Um, it was one of definitely one of the best episodes of the series. Um, yeah, series, overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, definitely the best episode of the season. Uh, yes. But yeah, I mean it's it's this is the kind of stuff that we talk about when we say we want to see the show go in a direction that, you know, means something. I mean, yeah, it's it's fun at all to have these standalone episodes that we said. It's it's but it's like until now I just I I really haven't felt like it had weight to it. Emotionally uh, invested. Yeah. Now we're it's like, "Oh, you're my family. Oh, we're all family. Um, you know, and, and just harking back to the whole idea of what Star Wars is really about. It's like this this mission and who's going to really support you and
0: mm-hmm. how, how are you going to get through it? So, I, I mean, I think they did a really good job in the first two seasons of establishing these characters and as a family, it's just this season like, you know, one of the big things is really putting Hera on the back burner and it, it she's the mom and they don't really deal with her so far this season. And it's kind of been kind of shitty. And like I said, like some of these character arcs have really gone nowhere so that you don't get as invested. But regardless, the Sabine episode um, introduced the idea that she, you know, and Dave Filoni has talked about it. Like she's his his character this season. And he really wants her to, to get more developed. And, you know, she's going to have to go talk to her mom. She's going to have to face her demons. She's got the dark saber. Um, that's going to be something that really hopefully gets showcased in the final half of this, of this season. Well,
1: you know, you say, you know, what? here's the thing about Hera, Hera, did get a really good buildup. I mean, she became like this, the Phoenix wild leader. She became a major, you know, part of the rebellion. So on. So I I really did think they took her character to a good level before they started to develop this other stuff. Um, And now you have this opportunity for Sabine to go, you know, embrace her past, embrace her family and also give, Give the rebels another fighting chance. You know, could she, can she bring the Mandalorians to their side so that they have more soldiers to you know fight the Empire with? Right. So, um, the ebb and flow of this show is good, um, and I really think that we'll have like this. We'll talk about. I guess this is like a what's to come thing, but I'll say this about Sabine: we'll see her really get fleshed out this season, and then we're going to see the whole Canaan and Ezra thing kind of just wrap up the series, because I think that's going to be the big, the big what's to do about the implications of maybe what happens by the end of this and, you know, who dies, who goes on as who, you know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I yeah, hope so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see, you know, Clone Wars couldn't wrap up properly because of the whole Disney buyout, but I see them being up to close, like tie the show up pretty well by the end. I'm sure.
0: Yeah. So, what what do we think's gonna happen um, in the in the rest of the sea, season, and maybe even a little bit beyond that? Um, the trailer gives us a little hints at. Some of the some of the big stuff. Um, we touched upon Ahsoka maybe coming back, maybe. Um, one of the big things that we did get to see in the trailer was Darth Maul versus Obi Wan.
1: Hell yeah! It's funny. Before, before we even go into this, um, I just want to mention back in <laughs> before it was like early two thousands when they put out a little compilation of like a trade paperback called, uh, star Wars visionaries. Yeah. Star Wars visionaries had all these different comics, like different stories in it. The first story was how Darth Maul was back from the dead and he went to Tatooine and he was hunting down, um, Luke, um, for some reason. And and all of a sudden you see him with like these mechanical legs and stuff. And he fights Obi Wan. And so it's like the final battle between those two. So you know that the those things, you know, were used to yeah. you know, for the for the future series here because they gave him all those legs and now this final showdown is gonna happen. So It's interesting to see where, you know, to remember where this all came from and that they actually, like, it came to fruition and stuff.
0: Yeah, that kind of stuff always is, like, surprising because how do you fit? And I guess that's the question overall. How do you fit a character that we know so well in with the Rebels? Because that fight is a singular fight. You know what I mean? Are Ezra and Kanan standing in the background and watching? Is it just completely without them? Like One of the Rebels technically needs to be there in order for it to make sense to the story of the Rebels because that's what this show is about. So to see that fight and that interaction between Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, I'm really curious as to how they're going to handle it because it has to ultimately tie in to the rebels. I mean, they, they did it with, with Vader and Ahsoka, like that confrontation, the rebels were there. They were just kind of off to the side and, you know, maybe that's what they'll do again. Um, how do you, how do you think it's going to play out?
1: Um, I don't know. I, you know, they had that shared, they had the shared vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're both on the same track. So I, I don't know, you know, it's, it's, I don't know the implications of why Ezra has to go to, you know, the twin sons and, and you know, what, what is this all going to lead to on for Ezra? I don't know why. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of like ambiguous to me. Um, The mall thing makes sense because it's just, it's, it's a means to an end. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: Will they kill off Darth Maul this time around? They should. They probably should.
0: I mean, as much as I like the character, and I'll get the comic when it comes out. Is it out? Don't no. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. But yeah. So, um, because I do like the character a lot, it's done. Again. Like, tie up these loose Clone Wars ends, these loose prequels ends, and, uh, and just move on. Please. Um, The Death Star. We... They're skirting around it because in the episode with Saw, didn't they say that there was like massive weapons and, and Genosha, Genosha, Genosis? Jesus Christ. Um, and then they kind of mentioned like there's in the, in the trailer again, there's these weapons they are getting built. Like, are we going to see the death star? Cause I think we should, it takes 19 years to build it. I can't see any reason why we wouldn't.
1: It may be interesting. Um, I mean, we know from reading, you know, the Tarkin book that it was built there. We know from Rogue One and Catalyst it was built, and you know, we know what happened to the Geonosians. Mm-hmm. We know these things because because they love to they love to give us this little fan service if you yeah followed along the whole time, and I thought that was really cool. Um that they're like, Oh, yeah, here. Yeah, the Geonosians were wiped out. And now <laughs> they find this little ocean, and he's like drawing the Death Star. So um it's you know, are they gonna show it? I I think so. I would love to see it. Because we're the, we're at that point. Why yeah. why why not? I mean maybe that's how all the rebels get killed off <laughs> eventually. But you yep. know and again. Here we have Hera and and the Ghost and Chopper and Rogue One. So, you know who knows? It's it's we have these little bits and pieces of what we know may happen.
0: And we so know we, two people are living. Yeah, <laughs> one one person. One, one yeah, human being or humanoid. Um, <laughs> we're gonna see more Tarkin. Uh, he was in the preview, which is cool, which he's needed. I I think that. They've been very good about establishing Tarkin as being one of the, the top three in that in that boys club um alongside the emperor and Vader. I feel like we should be seeing the Emperor at some point, personally. Yeah. Where's
1: that guy been?
0: Yeah. We should we should see him. Um we're also gonna see Mon Mothma. Uh, this season, which is pretty cool, I'm pretty excited about that.
1: General Dodonna, you know, his was gear. he in there? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> just throwing stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, come on, we we're on a crash course to Rogue One. I mean, there's no reason why, you know, whatever happens, happens. Say, Kanan Ezra they die whatever uh sabine goes off mandalore zeb i don't know whatever dies um and then all of a sudden like the last the last scene of rebels ever is like hera going to yavin four yeah you know just going there sad you know with chopper you know everybody's either disbanded or they're dead and this is what she's doing she's going on and fighting for the rebellion you know and Rogue One happens. so we we have an endpoint. How will we get there, and what's going to happen on that road? I mean, what, we'll we're, mean five, I, we're five years out, right? Well, from Rogue One, yeah, or uh, yeah, uh, I don't think so. It's five. I think the events of oh yeah, you're, you're right. So the events of the beginning of Rebels is five years before
0: a new a hope. New, a new hope. Yeah, Rogue and One. we're at least a pat a year past that given as was haircut <laughs> um yeah, you know, i would, yeah maybe, probably maybe even two maybe three don't say that cuz Su- Sagrera still looks way too he does he's not, not as crazy he doesn't get his hair like that but it's a cartoon you know so um his legs what i was going to say is that will also remember the uh Walmart Funko pop exclusive is him without hair. So in that movie, I would assume he maybe didn't have hair and it is a deleted scene or something. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like um, the,
1: does he have like, I keep thinking it's like Don King hair or something like that. It's, I don't know. Well he
0: does in the movie, but I'm saying like you made that toy we and then on Rebels he's bald. Yeah. I would assume at some point he was bald early on. That's weird. Um yeah, it is weird now that you think about it. Anywho, I was uh gonna say it there's a good possibility that Zeb goes off to his planet and leads them. Uh Sabine goes to Mandalore and leads them and then Ezra and Kanan kill themselves each <laughs> other. That's the show. But my uh, question is
1: Ezra's gonna kill Kanan and Ezra's Snoke. All right.
0: Let's... Okay. My question is When does Rebels end one in two? What do you think the next series is gonna be? Is what? The next series is going to be. Oh, Rebels is done
1: either next season or, the, or in five.
0: They've already recorded season four. They, oh. they recorded season four like a while ago, oh, actually. All the actors, they they go a year ahead or a season ahead.
1: We'll get five seasons
0: of Rebels then,
1: I think. And then what we'll do is um, five. And then what? will let's see, in two years, right? So we'll get see we'll get Rebels up until the end of around the time what episode nine comes
0: 2019?
1: out then yeah two thousand
0: well this is sorry no two
1: thousand nineteen uh, yeah so Rebels will take us that far and then I would like to see a cartoon that's set between episode six and seven I want to see a Jedi comedy uh, a Je- Jedi Academy cartoon I think it's the best way to show off that time period. Yeah. You could do book, you could do comics, but to really, I want to see Luke Skywalker in a fucking cartoon teaching Jedi with a little like Ben Solo run around and Ahsoka coming back. I just, you know, I think it would be a really, really cool concept for a show because it would just give you so many different adventures. And eventually you could just lead up to the fall of, of Ben Skywalker on TV. You know, it's like, why do it any other way? Live action. right? Yeah. but <laughs> I mean, uh, you could, you I could do it. No- <laughs> It'd be too dark of a cartoon, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I that's, I would like to see a Jedi Academy TV show because Jedi Academy was always cool in the, in the books, in the, in the video game. Yeah. I like. I, I want to see a cartoon, and Mark Hamill can voice fucking Luke Skywalker all day
0: long, That's ever. So, what are your last thoughts on and Rebels to this point? Um, I am.
1: I am ready for them to. We have about what seven episodes left. I would say. Maybe seven. Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. Seven or eight. These decks. uh <laughs> is it going to be 24 cuz if it's 24 we're only like 10 episodes in 11 episodes in no we're like 13 or 14
1: episodes in jesus okay right. maybe maybe more now i think actually the 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 season premiere was like 13 or 14 or something crazy like that cuz i was like what we're that far but um yeah i mean you have say seven up seven or eight episodes left right now yes yeah. it's, t- it's time to Batten down the hatches, like do this, do this Mandalor arc for like a strong Mandalore arc for a couple like few episodes, and you're gonna bring in Grand Admiral, Admiral Thrawn for the end game, for like five episodes, because you know if if Sabine gets the Mandalor's like the Mandalorians behind her, and then we're gonna have this big old this big old battle by the end of the season with Thrawn. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um <laughs>
1: Somebody has to die this season.
0: Huh? Has to die this season. Someone has to die this season. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. I'm trying to find... Let me see if I can get it here. Usually what they'll do is... Okay, so the next two episode titles are Legacy of Mandalore, which pretty much means it's her probably going to her family. Yeah, and watch the, the clip. Episode, Yep, that's February 18th. So you're right, almost a full month. Um, And then February 25th, a week later, is called Through Imperial Eyes. Um, That could be a Wedge episode. That could be... Thrawn. It could be Thrawn. I don't
1: know, though. I don't know. Or a spy thing, it sounds like. Right. Or or a callous episode. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah,
0: it's hard. But um, definitely we're going to see a Mandalore episode that's happening for sure. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Legacy of Mandalore. Hoping to get her family to help the rebels, Sabine returns home with Kanan and Ezra and soon finds herself embroiled in her family's power struggle for Mandalore. So it's really a two-story arc. And then through Imperial eyes, fearing the identity of a rebel spy will soon be discovered by the Empire the Rebels launch a plan to rescue him before he gets caught. So that's that's if yep. They're going to take him out of the Empire. Cool.
1: And all shit's going to break loose,
0: we hope. Right. So, you know, a couple good episodes coming up. Hopefully, um, I'm excited. I, I have to temper my expectations a little bit because of how wonky this season's been. It, it really has been all over the place. But, you know, it's uh I'm still happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I
1: never complain about to Star, Star Wars. Wars on TV. Exactly. I mean we're we're living in the age where fans are, are actually in control of Star Wars. Um they're giving it they're giving us what they want, what we want. So um you know, even even the worst comic isn't that bad. So I mean it's like Really? Yeah, really. I mean it's Leia. still it still builds on stuff, man. I mean that it still yeah. built that, that story. That chick shows up in a later book. You know, it's like it, oh, it's yeah. all it's it's all world building, my friend. It's all world building. That's why you got to read *Life Debt*, man. Come on, I, we'll
0: get there. Um, oh, damn it. So, where can you find us?
1: Uh, we are on social media at Facebook. Uh, don't forget to tell one. And on Instagram and um, Twitter at dfatowel, mm-hmm. dfatowel. Uh, also, check out our website at dontforgetatowel.com uh, Your place for your daily dosage of geekly things, news, reviews, interviews, and you know th- the other podcasts that we uh, host on our website.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening to us, um, either on iTunes or Stitcher, if you're on iTunes, please rate and review us, share us with your friends, and you know let people know what you think. Um, we appreciate you guys taking listens and downloading the episodes, and it uh, it means a lot. It makes it gives us reason to do it. Um, past just Chris and I talking on the phone so (laughs) we like to share these normal type of conversations that we would have with you guys so thank you very much for checking in Um, yeah this is Casey saying let's hope Rebels gets better (laughs) for the rest of the season
1: and this is Chris may the force be with you